What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Or the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. That's good. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's it. Derek Brooks. Brooks 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Hey there, Salty Dog enthusiasts. Welcome back. I am so happy to be back. Jeff, that's Jeff Ryan. Yes, I am, and that's Scott Smith. And we are the Salty Dogs. We are. And I don't know about you, Jeff, but I spent the weekend, or at least on Sunday, watching a whole lot of football. So did I. Well, I I did up until um, the afternoon game. I couldn't watch the afternoon game because our local channel is in a dispute with DirecTV. So I I didn't have CBS. So you have DirecTV? I do. I've had it for many, many years. Yeah, so us. The reason why I got it was because of the NFL ticket. I would still, even though back then when it first started, yeah, Bucks were playing a lot of one o'clock games, so you could still go home and watch oh, okay. the league. Games. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, it's because the Bucks were on a bye, obviously, and the league went on without us. Or actually, I guess they would say they caught up with us because they the did. Bucks and the Panthers were the last two teams to have a bye, mm-hmm. and now everybody has twelve games. We are three quarters of the way through the year. Well, everybody but tonight. Yeah, that's right. I think it's Tuesday. I'm Tuesday is Tuesday night football. I we know. have the Baltimore Ravens and the Dallas Cowboys in Baltimore. We've had every – by the time the season is over, we'll have had an NFL game on every day except Friday because yeah. there's going to be some – including the Bucks are going to have a Saturday game. That's true. Week 16. That's true. That's so a, That's official now. Yeah. It is, right? It is. Okay, One o'clock. <laughs> we, almost, we almost spilled the beans last week, didn't we? <laughs> it happens. When, when you have so much knowledge, it's hard oh, to yes. keep it all in. Just a wash in knowledge. Uh, yes. Like, did you know that Ted Larson is back? I saw that, and I always liked Ted. He is a good guy. Just yeah, a good guy. Smart Very, guy. A smart guy, good guy. Um, did you, go ahead. Did you know that his career had still been going on all the way up to this year? I kind of lost track of him. I knew he went to Arizona. Mm-hmm, where he played for Bruce. And then I'm not sure where he went, but I knew he was in the league. So two years in Arizona. He played for us from t- 2010 through thir- 13. 2000 through 13. Something like that. Two years in Arizona, and then one year with Chicago, and then two years in Miami, and then back to Chicago. And in every season, he started some. some mm-hmm. Sometimes he started almost all of them. Sometimes he started some of them. He has started at center left and right. So – you know, you lose A.Q. Shipley, your guy that, that Bruce is familiar with that can play all the interior positions. And so you call up Ted Larson, who had been a Bear last year but didn't sign with anybody, so he was just out there. Now he's on the practice squad, so he's not jumping into action anytime soon. No, but he did accept the fact that he would go ahead and do the practice squad, and not all guys would do that. Well, this year, of course, you can be on the practice squad and still, at a moment's notice, be playing in the game because of those practice squad elevations. Right. So... So that's not the biggest news or anything, but and, it's the and freshest he knows, news. He, and he knows the offense, and so everything's pretty easy. We also promoted Kenyon Barner from the practice squad and cut Jaden Mickens, so we'll have new return people, or probably Barner for all of it, I would guess. I would hope. Because the coach said he didn't want to use Antonio Brown on punt returns if he didn't have to. Well, I don't blame him. You know, why put know. him out there? I mean, I know you're risking injury, but you're also – Risking a risk and reward is that what you're no risk it no biscuit. But I mean, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty confident with Barner, um, and it was just like now that all the receivers are healthy, um, there's just he coaches like I don't really need seven receivers on game day. So mm. if I basically switching out Barner for Mickens, you got six receivers and four running backs, which is what he wants to go with, and your fourth running back is your kickoff returner. And it's never ending; it just keeps changing. Yeah, although this year. There's been, I mean, the addition of Ted Larson is one of the few outside players since the season started, whereas most years you churn a lot more, but mm-hmm. because you have 16-man practice squads, yeah, you put guys everybody on. in house. Yeah, you put guys on you thought you would use if yeah. you, you would you would not normally, you would probably normally have to cut them because you didn't have room, but because uh, of the new rules yeah. and the ups and downs. So let's go through what happened when we were watching football. Cause oh, there, wait, I got a question for you. Okay. 
What happened with the Detroit Lions, that horrible team you were telling me about? <laughs> I didn't say they were horrible. You did. I did not. Okay, we got to go back to yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. right on this one. Right. You said that all the games. You said they're a bad team. I did not. I never said they were a bad team. You were saying that every game is just as much of a challenge. And I was just making the point that people like to say that, but it's not true. If you, right. if you have three different I don't opponents. want to put words in your mouth. You might have said they're not a very good team. I might have said they're not. And, the, and nothing has changed. They beat Chicago, my friend. I know. Chicago's lost like six games in a row. But who did Chicago beat? Yeah, well, we beat the Raiders. The Raiders beat the Chiefs. Right, and where you, you did my full circle. Right back to you don't know what's going to happen on Sundays. <laughs> and you're going to prove it right now. So, yeah. So, we can start with that one. Detroit... Because Mitch Trubisky fumbles and Chicago loses again, and it's just that season has basically spiraled down since they beat us. Um, it's been pretty much bad ever since. I don't think they've won a game since they, they beat they us. They were 5-0. and oh. They might have won one. Or they were 5-1 and one and they've lost six in a row or something like that. It's ugly. Yeah, that's not good. <clears throat> so Detroit gets that um, interim head coach bounce. Yes. Daryl Bevel. And that's what I wanted because – you got to get that first win underneath them, and then you can take them out. Then, we're, then, then we're there on the then 26. They can tank, right? You're right. Get that one win for your new coach, and then then go into the tank. Yeah. So that one actually helped us uh, push Chicago a little farther out of the picture. We don't want to end up tied with those guys because of the week to week loss. That was that was my thought there. And by the way, I really like I really liked your article on or your. I don't want to say your is it a column or is it an article or is it a Articles, feature or is stories. it a story? You could call it any of that. Not a feature. On what to uh, the viewing on, guide? Yeah, that, I really like that oh, a lot. I put it up every lot. Wednesday. Yeah, it's fun. It's especially when you're just sitting around and you're like, who should I be pulling for? Right. You know, you don't really care, but you know, I can't watch something unless I pick a side. I know. <laughs> so can what, you can you watch something well, without picking a side? Not purposely. What happens to me is like let's let's take that New Orleans Atlanta game. Um, I had written in that viewing guide that really there's no reason to root against New Orleans. We're not going to win the division. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. So they might as, you might as well let them go win the division, and let's let's see Atlanta look bad because we have to play them twice more. So really, if you're watching, and you game, want them to have a loss in case they get hot, other than I guess playing. I'm us. too worried about that, but um, I just we have two games left against Atlanta, so you kind of like to watch this game and go, man, I want to see Atlanta look terrible. But I started watching the game, and I realized I'm rooting for Atlanta because I just can't root for New Orleans. I can't do it. Well, you also know people that uh, that you know, yeah, know. Th- that are part of the organization, and you and sure, I'd like you, to see Raheem do well. You do, you know. Those are the things you you look forward to. Um, it was a good. That was a good game. You know what I saw, and this is a tangent. We'll get back to the games. What did you see? Okay, you know whenever there's a play in one of our games where maybe it's like third and one and you throw like a wheel route down the sideline what what seems to me like a not very high percentage play and you're like why would we do that on on third and one it's mm-hmm. a quick slant or something but sometimes it's a reward like the fourth the fourth and one touchdown pass to mike evans against kansas city i mean you got them because they were expecting something short and it worked it just seems like a lower percentage i felt like there was an epidemic of those plays on sunday so many teams throwing low percentage passes on third and fourth and short I saw it all day, and none, and none of them worked. That was the worst part. And you, you, I know fans hate that. And you want to know why? I have no idea, but I mean, <laughs> I guess it's a surprise. It's, it may yeah. work. We're throwing where you're not thinking. Right. Yeah. The, the other team's thinking you're going to do this. this. And you... But still, I would like to see, like, okay, if you want to do something tricky on fourth and one, play action to your running back diving over the top, bootleg your quarterback out, and if, if it's wide open like it was for somebody, the bootleg – I don't remember which game it was, but the bootleg quarterback just kind of was able to roll right into the end zone. But otherwise, you have a, a couple places where you can maybe throw the ball. Just not 30 yards down the field on the sideline to a running back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I want to no, throw it to somebody I feel is a high percentage chance of making the catch. And I saw so many of those plays on Sunday. It was every one game after another. Someone thinks it's going to work. I mean, they're, they're, they're NFL coaches and I'm not. I agree, but you know you can see the field the same as they can. I guess. Uh, I'm, you know, you can't just always send your running back up there. That sometimes that looks bad too when it's fourth and one and you you run into a huge stack and you go, why'd they do that? Well, that happened last night with San Francisco four or three runs, or rather, I think almost four four run. The first time they got stopped on the goal line, I think they did four straight runs and didn't get it in. Yeah, you feel like one of them. You know, there was like a, a, a less than a yard to get in. It's, <laughs> it was like <laughs> that's demoralizing. 
uh, that hurts you, and that did hurt them. Okay, so Detroit and Chicago helped us. Mm-hmm. Then you have New Orleans, Atlanta. We're talking about that one. It really didn't matter a whole lot. No, but it was an entertaining game. They, they, they made it interesting at the end, right? Atlanta mm-hmm. did. Um, made, you, made you give hope that you can actually beat uh, the Saints. That Ran- they're, they're beatable. Well, yeah. It, it just We haven't done well against no, them in the last couple of no, years. No, no, um, Rams, Arizona helped us. Rams beating Arizona. Two ways. If somebody's going to win that West, we want it to be the Rams. Because we don't want to run into the Rams in a wild card tiebreaker. I read that in your story. We haven't played Seattle and we haven't played Arizona, so we that comes down to the first Wins thing and conference record if it's a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So bump Arizona down. Try to get everybody behind us as far away as possible. Rams, hold on to fur. Get back into first, uh, and then um, and, and the Cardinals get pushed farther down. That's what we wanted. That's that was we got thing. that. There were so many games that mattered this coming week. We had a lot of we 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 did really well for not playing. Well, we did we did pretty well. We could have done a little bit better. Um, what would have made it better? Well, first of all, the the big one that would have made it better is Jacksonville, Minnesota. Oh, I thought Mike Glennon was going to pull it out. What Mike Glennon giveth, Mike Glennon taketh away. It, uh, I couldn't watch that game. I'm okay. You so you got Sunday ticket. I'm no, home. I didn't have it. I, I quit having it, but I used to. I used to. When it was $100, I had the Sunday ticket. Now it's like $300. Oh, no, wow, I didn't know because that. I'm not home anymore. I yeah, know. But, so uh, there's no point if yeah. for the one or two weekends you if, get. If I was a regular fan, I would do it just because I like all the games. And I, I did it when I thought it was cost effective. But then it just was. But the problem, too, is we're getting, we were getting later games. And we were playing West Coast games, which made them 4 o'clock games. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. I, I would want to get it if I were home every week because I ran into this. You, you, you know, you're just doing broadcast TV. And you, you have yeah. your choice between two games in the early uh-huh. afternoon. And you have one game. Yeah. And it wasn't the one I wanted to watch. I wanted I, to watch this Jacksonville Minnesota game, so I'm I'm watching. I'm getting texts from friends, and then I'm watching it on NFL Jesus, watching the play by play. But it's a, it's behind. I can tell from the text. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he did it or something. I was I was uh, doing it on um, NFL.com where you hit the game, mm-hmm. and then it shows you who's got the ball and what's going I on. Like the ball moving uh, and stuff. Yeah. The problem is there's, there's it shows you it shows you if there. there's a long pass, the ball goes. Does up it really? The air. It goes like a little arc. <laughs> yeah, it's That's great. Nice. I mean, it's pretty sad. I got one game on. I'm looking at my phone on the other game. I'm looking at Twitter to see. Yeah, that's that's. So that game you're seeing. Oh, hey, they got the ball. You know what? That's when. That's when I tell you when. What what comes into play? That's when you want the red zone. I know. That's, oh. that's all we needed. That's all you need. The red zone's going to eliminate everybody. That is that one of the weekends we were home. They were doing a free trial, like when we had a Monday night game or something. Mm-hmm. So I did that whole day. Fascinating, it was isn't fantastic. it? Fantastic. I remember watching it on it. I don't the, think they have commercials either. No, they don't. Well, I, I believe they do, but they move quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, it, the the red zone was on some of our charter flights, which that's when I first discovered it. Because at first I thought, oh, how, how do you get into a game? And then flipping around. Yeah, yeah. But then. When it was flipping around, it was like, this is... You get to see it all. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, I didn't have that option. And I was... So, it's like, oh, the Jacksonville... Oh, they got down there. Oh, they got a touchdown. Now they need a two-point conversion. Mike Glennon gets them the two-point conversion. I mean, then they lose the coin flip. Yeah. Well, no, it was worse. It, well, yeah, I understand. But what was worse is as the game's about to end, the guy misses a 62-yard field goal for crying out loud. <laughs> Jacksonville tried for a 62-yarder. Oh, at the end of regulation. Yes. After yep. Minnesota had missed a 51-yarder. Uh-huh. Dan Bailey. So your emotions are going up and down. Then they get to overtime. Minnesota wins the coin toss. Bad. Jacksonville's defense, I think they get a sack. There's a holding penalty. Stopped them. They get a punt, but the punt is huge. So now they have a long field to go. And then uh, Glennon throws a pick. He, he, the guy was open. He just, I haven't seen the highlight. Yeah, no, he, he it was the right play. Overthrew, underthrew? It, it was uh, off target a little uh, bit. It wasn't It wasn't executed properly, but it looked <laughs> like the play was there to be had. That would have been a very big win for us because now Minnesota goes to 6-6. Six and six. They mm-hmm. won 5 of 6. Mm-hmm. They are feeling their oats right now, and they come in here knowing that if they beat us, they, they pass us in the standings because we'll both be 7-6. and six. And if they lose, they're pretty much done. Well, done? Well, 
They'd be five and seven, and there's I think Arizona six and six, and then San Fran lost, so they're five and seven. Kind of brings everybody Chicago, up. Chicago, Detroit are five and seven. We would be in a better spot. We'd certainly be feeling more comfortable because there'd only be one team at six and six behind us, and even if you lose ground to one team, you're still in the playoffs, right? I mean, all you gotta do is win your games. Well, that's win four, and we're in. We're in three, and I'm certain. I, I'm a big proponent of that. Is uh, I mean, I understand. You like that idea? Well, it's event. You know, you go well. Who are you playing? This and that. When you get to the playoffs, you got to play the good teams. Yeah, that's so, right. right. You know, I'm, you're here. I'm going to say it. You got to play your best football. November, December. We did not in no, November. No, we didn't. We need a good December. Minnesota has only beaten one team with a winning record. By the way, they beat. I did Green that. Bay, which is a pretty solid team. Yeah, that no, that was a good win, but we destroyed Green Bay. So and they they're just winning. They're just well, they're yeah, playing they're Aaron, playing really really they well. Really are. Aaron Rodgers, you know what they've got? Aaron Rodgers is playing great. Aaron Jones is a joy to watch. He runs with a purpose. Mm-hmm. I like watching that guy run. Mm-hmm. And then they have Devontae Adams, who's just insanely good. Minnesota's got that rookie receiver, uh, Justin Je- Jefferson. Yeah, he's killing it. Oh, <laughs> wow. I didn't realize how much he was wow. killing it. He's got 1,039 yards. He's like sixth in the league. It Phenomenal. I knew he was doing good. I didn't know he was doing this good until I started writing he, about He's Vikings. keeping them in games. He's keeping them in games. They, I mean, they trade Stephon Diggs and don't miss a beat because they use the exact pick they got in that trade, one, the one of them, the, the mm-hmm. big one, to pick Justin Jefferson. And he's he, I, he's, he's real, done as good as Diggs. Yeah. I, I think he surpassed Randy Moss as a rookie with – on yards, I saw that something, he something about it. He was like the sixth guy to as a rookie to have to surpass a thousand yards in his first twelve games. Wow! Yeah, I don't remember everybody that was on that list, but um, yeah, he's he's killing it. The only thing that it, it, I just have a bad taste in my mouth with their quarterback. That's all. I'm going to just leave it at that. Did you like that? What was that? Did you like that? You like that? Oh yeah. Is that why? That's not why? Yeah, that is why. Did you like that? I think he said, you li- how did he write? Do you like that? How do you like that? I thought it was you like that. Maybe. We'll have to go back and look at this. This was Kirk Cousins when he was a Washington football team. Who were we up? 24 to nothing? We were beating them a lot. They made an amazing comeback with some help from us. <sighs> and Kirk Cousins, who had looked terrible for most of the game, oh, awesome. pulled awful. it out. And then awful. he's he's uh, he's in there by their locker room, coming in the locker just, I think, yelling, you like that over and over again to everybody yeah. that he yeah. saw. Well, he ran right into where the cameras are when they like to get the players coming in and out. Network cameras are there. It was the same hall we were in, too. So <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> so we witnessed it, to be honest with you. Oh, That was yeah. fun. Good times. Good, Good times. Good times. We would like to beat Kirk Cousins. Well, it's payback time. That's, that's I'm going to leave it at that. Um, okay, so the Arizona, we said that. The Rams are yep. running. In addition, Seattle amazingly lost to the Giants. Yeah, I can't was, believe that one that in was, Seattle. That was a crazy game. The I, Giants' defense I, is good. They're very good. When did that happen? It makes I, our Monday night game look better. It does, and I will say that um, Judge is the head coach. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I when like when he first came in, I was like, "Hmm, is this another hard nose?" He seems like it. He does, but then I kind of, I kind of like what he was saying that he liked the way the team was going and I know all coaches say that but you could see where the team was getting better and better and he and he and he stayed the course well he I wasn't think, jumping all around I think any first year head coach has to say that well yeah that's true but but there just seemed to be a little it seemed that the team is buying well I mean it's work he, it's being working. proved yeah correct right this, just like Tony time. Dungy was mm-hmm. All right, so the Giants-Seattle game didn't really matter, except that I do, like I said, I'd rather see the Rams. Seattle could fall out of first place. They, they already are. Well, they can, well, yes, they did. Because Cart... Um, They're tied for... The this, the Rams and, and Seattle are tied, but the Rams have a head-to-head because win. They still play each other in week 16 or 17. Yeah, they, they, could, they could end up there. How many games have they lost in a row now? I don't know about a row, but they've... They lost a number. Well, they're 8-4 and four now. I think they were 1.5-0. Yeah, they, they've something. been struggling. They, they have been. They, they lost a number in a row, then they won one, and then – Well, here's yeah. the thing. They spent the first, like, eight games of this season winning because w- with one of the worst defenses, at least statistically, that this league has ever seen. Mm-hmm. 
especially pass defense. Statistically, they were on pace to be maybe the worst defense ever, but they were winning because Russell Wilson was just yeah, going insane. Lights out. So when a de- when a defense like the Giants handles Russell Wilson and, and shuts them down, they they're not going to win, and they no. didn't. No, and no, not at all. So, but they still could. I still feel like both Seattle and Arizona could get don't back ever, on a roll. Yeah, I don't ever count them. Don't ever count them out. But so. They'll play again, so probably whoever wins that Rams-Seahawks game in a few weeks will be the winner of that division. We'd rather see it be the Rams. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, because as you stated. And we're not going to play. Don't want to be a wild card matchup with them. We're not going to. Well, that that could actually happen. Well, no, I meant. I meant oh, wild card tiebreaker. Tiebreaker matchup. It looks very much like if the Rams win that whatever first round game we get, if we get in, is going to be a rematch. Either against the Rams Packers or Saints. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So, and we beat the Packers, obviously, but you'd have to go to Lambeau in the winter. Uh, Rams would be nicer, and LA. Saints would well, be, if they're Saints in, would LA. be in a dome. Oh, yeah. At that time, if they are in L.A., you might be going to Arizona. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Everybody else is, well, sure, you're from there. or have I've been there. been there. I lived there for about two months. <clears throat> um. Yeah, so that's good. Let's see, Philadelphia, Green Bay. Philadelphia gave them a fight there at the end. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter a yeah. whole lot. Green Bay is going to win that division, so it doesn't matter a ton. Uh, Washington beat Pittsburgh, which really doesn't matter. The San Francisco- That was an interesting game. Did it you was, watch any of that? I couldn't believe that I, game. It was, that was a very not, – not only interesting, it was an entertaining game. I, I really uh, – Pittsburgh dropped a ton of passes, though. Yeah, but, you know, Mike Tomlin said the week before that you know how, how how what are you thinking about your team? And he said we sucked. <laughs> and I kind of thought, you know, he was right. They didn't play very well, and they they won the last week against Baltimore. Oh, yeah. and uh, a Baltimore team that was completely decimated mm-hmm. by COVID. And Baltimore held in there. They had like they about did. eleven guys from the practice squad on it, <laughs> and and they gave them a run for the money. Yeah. They that was dicey, dicey well, play. Didn't Pittsburgh barely beat Dallas a little mm-hmm. while ago too? And so, but you know. It, Good teams figure out a yeah, way to win. Yeah. So I never, usually. never, yeah, usually. But last night's game was just, uh, I don't know. You just kind of got the feeling that Washington and Ron Rivera, who has gone through a lot, it was, that was good. It was good. Gone through a lot. I mean, the problem with watching a Washington game is when they're on offense and you're just, every time somebody gets close to Alex Smith, you cringe mm-hmm. like, oh, don't tackle yeah, that guy. Yeah. That's a, Comeback player of the year. No, I know. I love no, the Got it. Got to be. I love in that broadcast. They're they're contrasting or comparing Alex Smith and Ben Roethlisberger as potential comeback player of the year candidates. Like you would give it to anybody but Alex Smith. What did Ben come back? He came from? back from an injury. I think he had to do rehab and oh. they showed him doing rehab on his arm. Players have to do rehab and come back from injuries all the time. When you have seventeen surgeries and almost die. and almost almost die and then almost lose your leg. Yeah. And you come back, and you're playing winning football. It's a, yeah, I mean he's, he's not playing, he's not lights out, but he's he's managing he, the team. That's what he does. And so you have to give credit to that. He's yeah. throwing a lot of very very short passes, but that's good. He I saw him try to uncork a deep one down the sideline, and it came up very <laughs> short. So I don't think that's his strength right now. Um, no arm strength. Is that what? Is that it what? Didn't look like it, it, it was. A, it was a duck. All so, Jay, right. let's see the Rams, uh-huh. Phillies, Philly, Green Bay. This is this is all good for Buffalo. Bucks. That's why we're not going through all, all this again. No, not all some, but the Minnesota one was not good for us. We're that, giving, that right. was the one we would have wanted the most, and we didn't get it. We're, true, it went down to the last play. But we we were giving you an overall view. I'm, Buffalo, I'm, I'm resetting the table. As they Buffalo, say. San Fran went as you would expect, and mm-hmm. and that's good because San Fran, you didn't want them to get frisky. People are starting to talk them up as a team that might. Get back in the race. They're probably dead now. Yeah, it's it'd be a hard go. A lot, of, a lot has to. They're I not. Mean, in, listen, they're not in control of their own destiny. All these five and seven teams: Detroit, Chicago, Washington, uh, whichever doesn't win, Washington, the Giants, and um, the San Francisco. If they're a problem for us, then we've got bigger problems. Because mm-hmm. that means no, I'm with you. That means at most we've won two of our last four games. And if you can't win more than two of these last games, you're probably not ready to do anything in the playoffs. Yeah, and you probably shouldn't. Well, if if you do that, you're not going to belong. You're not going to be yeah. in there. So I mean, maybe you win a tiebreaker and go in nine and seven, but you're not going to last. Long. I think for this team, I, I think for this team being the Buccaneers, I truly feel that they they really should sweep it. And I know it's hard to win four games in a row, but each game right now, and it's no joke, is a playoff game for them. Would you be surprised at all if we caught fire 
over these last four years. No, I neither won't would be. I. Not I mean, even a little. I bit. don't think that's completely wishful thinking. It's a little bit of wishful thinking, but it also would not surprise me. And I will tell you why I feel that way is the game against the Rams and the game against Kansas City. Both start slow. Very slow. But the team came back, and if they can, and it wasn't one of those. It it wasn't the New Orleans game. It didn't snow. Now, had it been two games of like what happened against New Orleans, mm-hmm. I would be going, "Oh, we're we're in trouble." Yeah. But I don't feel that way, and and I think that this team can catch fire. And and you and you and I both know what it's like. If yeah. you catch fire in December, hang on. We've seen both, Jeff. We saw the '99 team catch fire, and we saw the. 2018 collapse. wasn't the 99 one where he got blown out 45 to nothing right but that we were was in Oakland that was the only that was like week 16 and that was the only game we lost in like an eight-week span including the playoffs yeah but but that game it didn't feel good standing on the tarmac no, you weren't feeling bad. overly that good one, that one snowballed on you because you thought you got ex- you thought you got exposed that or, one was weird a crazy game didn't fit the rest of it but Mm-mm. um but then we had 2008 where you fell apart I don't see that happening to this team Mm-mm. But anything could happen at this point. But it would not surprise me if the Bucks got hot. Yeah, and we're hoping to. And you're coming off a bye week, and as bad as as bad as when this bye week fell, right now I'm beginning to think it it might be a blessing in disguise because of where you were when the bye happened. Mm-hmm. You know your record. You could use a refresh button after those two losses. Yep. Yep. Come back. Hopefully have pinpointed some of the reasons why you're struggling on third and short now and why you're starting slowly um why your defense which was good at the beginning of the games for the first five or six weeks of the season now it seems like right at the beginning they can't stop anything yeah and then they get it together but sometimes it's too late it wasn't too late against carolina it really wasn't too late against the rams because we tied that at seven and we tied it at 14 i don't think it was too late against kansas city well i'm just saying you made a nice comeback, you but made you it. ran out of time. Well, you ran out of time, and you didn't. You didn't make the final stop. Yeah, but also that again, as we discussed last week, if the Buccaneers were tied or ahead yeah. in that game, you're figuring they're calling Mahomes different plays. Is playing yeah, okay. differently, and right. we've seen what Mahomes can do when the game is on the line yeah. against anybody. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, yeah, so there's your playoff picture. the The Buccaneers started the week their bye week in sixth and stayed in sixth, but the teams changed around them. Mm-hmm. Now it's Minnesota right behind us instead of Arizona, and it's Seattle right ahead and, of us instead of the Rams. And I, I'm going to say one other thing. And a lot of times when teams struggle to get into the playoffs, people will say the team backed in. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. it's been a long time since I've been into a playoff game. So if the team backs in, great. We can do it however. Because we, can, we can, like Tokyo drifted you, in sideways. You have to get to the dance. We could we – could, Drive into a ditch into the dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to think. And then, that. and then when that happens, it's everybody zero zero. It's one and you're done, or you know you got to just keep going each week. Because so. there isn't a team, and especially with home field advantage being less important this year, there isn't a team that's going to be in the playoffs that can't beat somebody else in the playoffs. You could envision any team in the playoff field. And I think players, it's it. it, it other than you know getting on the plane and travel, the the, the game day experience is almost the same in every yeah. stadium. It's be, I mean we ha- I mean, it's a little different here at Raymond James because we actually have fans in the stands mm-hmm. and the fans that are here they're pretty noisy. I'm always impressed. Yeah, for the size of for the, the size of the crowd. So you know that is that is a bonus. But um, the majority of the of the venues don't, and so it's not that big of a deal for the players. You know, you hear them talk all the time about how difficult it is sometimes to, you know, to get juiced up, to realize that this isn't practice, that, and they can hear everything, which is, we're still trying to (laughs) adjust to that. Yeah. So, um, a couple other bits of good news from today, I guess. Chris Godwin has had the the pens out of his finger. Yeah. What do you, you got any more on that? What do you mean? Well, I don't know. You, you were actually at practice, so. Yeah, but. I don't know what the procedure of taking pins. I, I know when he fractured his finger, he got surgery. There were pins put in there, and he's been playing with them since. That's good. If they take, I can tell you this: if you're if they're taking the pins out, <laughs> that's, a that's, that's well, that means you're healing well. You're healed. Yes. Uh, so I just don't know how big of a procedure it is to take a pin out of your finger that's in your finger. Mm. But they're out. 
So that's another step. It's Chris, and he's been playing great even with it. It's Chris Godwin. It's yes. nothing. It's a, it's not even a hangnail to him. Coach had a line today that I liked, and I, I don't know if he's used it before, but I've never heard it. He said, I'm paraphrasing to a small extent, uh, there isn't a chart that can measure Chris Godwin's toughness. If it goes to 10, then throw it away and find another one. I, I saw that press conference, I, and I laughed. I like that line. Because I, well. I'm not even sure it makes sense, but I still like it. No, I, it, it, made, it made sense to me. Is It's, it's what, like Spinal Tap. Well, yeah, whatever you're. Oz what, goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs> you have seen that movie? Yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> I do think, I do these stuff with these uh, shows with Casey, and it's like she never knows any of my movie references. Are you really that surprised? But I, No, she's young. I'm way older than her. That's the deal. But I would expect you to get my movie references, and then I found out you'd never seen a Star Trek movie ever. There's a good reason for that. You, I don't know about that. I, I, I've, I've not, I've only seen, you know. Um, Spaceballs. No, I did see Spaceballs, but that was on a flight. That was because I had nothing else to do. You know, continue. Oh, okay. I was getting a drink. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, so that's good. Jamel Dean was in practice, and Coach said afterwards that he hopes he'll, he'll be out of the concussion protocol, protocol. soon. So that's you. Positive. You would hope. Gosh, we've well, been in a bye. It's been ten days. Yeah, yeah but it didn't Ali Marpet yeah, was three weeks. Yeah, it was. There's, you know, some some guys, some concussions are worse than others, and you don't want to mess around with that. No, not anymore. Before they used to just say, "Oh, he got his bell rung." <laughs> 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 which you know as dave moore said if they if they had protocol there he wouldn't be playing very right. much which is kind of scary when you when well, you I'm think glad about that it. Uh, so far he seems to be fine in his post-playing career he does a lot of mind um games he does he does to keep his mind sharp yeah like if if we're on the way on if when we're on the airplane he's when we were traveling he was my seatmate, and he sudoku uh, or something like that always playing a game if he wasn't watching usually going to the game going to the game, he was watching film. Okay. And we were talking about what we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Coming back, um, he was play, always doing something with a game. Yeah. Keep his mind sharp. I play a lot of games. Mm-hmm. I don't really like Sudoku. No. I like Kakuro. Never played it. Well, it's, it's a math geeks game. Uh, like Sudoku. Okay. But better. But better. Look it so, up, fans. So, now here come the, okay, now here come the Vikings right. and Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry, one of them is the best running back in the league. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry has more yards, but Dalvin missed a game and has more yards per game. Um, the guy is fantastic uh, breaking tackles. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic at making quick backside cuts, so you have to keep your backside contained. But at the same time, you are worried about Kirk Cousins in the Gary Kubiak offense uh, with bootlegs and rollouts. So – you have to diagnose quickly: is this a, is this play action rollout, or is he actually handing it to him? Because if you if you vacate your area to go after him, now Dalvin Cook is sprung out in the open. So big trouble then. Dalvin Cook and the and the combination of Cousins throwing deep balls or big plays to Jeff, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Jefferson catches a lot of balls over the middle, mm-hmm. all over the field. He's like I watched. I looked at his. Um, Route chart on NFL Next Gen Stats, uh-huh. powered by AWS, and um, I, uh, I his his catches passes like all over the field. Like Adam Thielen's route charts, obviously he's had catches all over, but a lot of them are are up the sidelines, and he's very good at that. Mm-hmm. Jefferson's route chart was all over the place. I mean, I got great hands. He's, he got hands like mitts. Got great hands. Yeah, it, and I just happened to notice it when I was when I was watching part of that game. Um, just it, it it made me made me go, who is this guy? And then I found out he was a rookie. And yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, there's only like a few guys ahead of him. There's DK Metcalf ahead of yeah. him. Jeez. He's averaging 17 yards a catch. So this <sighs> offense is no joke, man. No, and and uh, um, Buck defense is good against the run. That's but, the thing. But it's Delvin Cook. But we've stopped over the last two years. You can you can count a ton of guys. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, at least in terms of running the ball, um, Saquon Barkley, uh, just about any of them. So you so you think our game plan is to make make uh, make Kurt throw? I'm our game plan every single game is to try to stop the run first. Every single game they say that every time they're asked about it, including today, and Dominican Sue said it. So, and really honestly, no, we haven't given up us individual hundred yard rusher. I'm not going on wood this season. I think we gave up one last year. Maybe Derrick Henry. Um, 
and we're giving up an average of 74 yards per game, 3.28 yards per carry, both the lowest in the league. They are averaging almost double that on the ground, so something's got to give. And so far, a lot of things have been up and down for us this year, a lot of things. And sometimes when you see strength on strength, it hasn't worked out for us. But our rush defense has not been up and down. It's been up every game. It's never been bad. Never. Not mm. once. So you can feel pretty confident in that. It's been really good. Even after losing Vita Vea, it's been really well, good. Well, I, I certainly hope so because a lot of Buck fans thought, you know. We should have drafted them. Yeah. <laughs> so so this is this is that game where, oh. I think every year there's somebody that oh, yeah. fans wish you would have drafted. You only remember the ones that worked out the way you wanted, you know. Right. Yeah. We, we it's fantasy been. football is what it is. <laughs> every team passed on Dalvin Cook at least once because he didn't go until the second round. As a running back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great though. There's a lot of great running backs. Sure. Ronald Jones is looking really. Ronald Jones is fifth in the league in rushing, mm-hmm. and his per carry average is actually a little bit better than Dalvin Cook's. It was nice to see Peyton Barber get some carries yesterday yeah. with Washington. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, because Antonio Gibson got hurt. He needed to do what he needed to do. That's good. But but you know, um, when it comes to running backs, that's that's going to be the dilemma all the time. Do you pay him or you don't pay him? Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll one, have to make that decision on Ronald Jones. Next year. It's crazy. Because that'll be the fourth year. He's a second-round pick, so he did, we don't have a fifth-year option on him. So next year is the last year of his rookie deal. I This year, Ronald Jones is really coming into him, to him, um, into himself. I mean, I you actually get to see his speed. I had a friend who texted me during the last game. I think it was after that 34-yard run by Jones. And he's like, I don't know why the Bucks give the ball to anybody else. This guy just keeps making big plays every game. He only had ten touches, and he wants coach wants to get him twenty. 20 yeah, he only had ten in that Kansas City game, and, and Coach Arians is correct when he says we were able to stick to our game plan a little bit better than we did say against New Orleans, and um, we were able to keep him in the game, but not as much as they would have if that had been a close game the whole way. So he only ended up with ten touches. He just got one hundred and three yards out of it, which was great. But you, if you now give him twenty touches when he's playing that well and see what happens. Yeah. So you got to stay in the game. You can't fall behind early. Well, and that's the, I, I would like to see us not fall behind. Yeah. Just that's to be able to see what else goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Because see we're always off. It's open. Even up. even games we won, we've been chasing. I mean, were we behind against the Packers? Were we down ten against ten nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we were down seven nothing to Carolina too. Yeah, but I yeah, seven nothing doesn't bother me. They just to me that just you just scored first. I mean, I well we we fumbled and they, mm-hmm. then they scored and then we scored, but then we took over from there. Yeah. So you're right. There was not, that one never felt that bad. Yeah. No. I never felt in danger chargers we were behind mm-hmm. um we were ahead the first carolina game i think we were ahead pretty much the whole denver game denver played denver played pretty well against kansas city they did they did um they've got a couple nice young players on offense jerry judy but back to the vikings however 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 i will say this when the key to beating the kansas city is to keep who off the field Mahomes. so Go for it when the game's on the line. <laughs> they did, didn't they, right? No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't. They didn't, and then after the game was over with, well, maybe we should have, go- yeah. have gone for it. There was a lot yeah. of teams going for it this weekend, though, on fourth downs, and not very successful. Uh, people are getting yeah, – it's interesting. People are getting away from punting, and they're going for it on their own 40-yard line, things of that nature, where you would think it would be a punt. That's what and, analytics say to do. Uh, well, you better get it because – That's the problem with analytics and coaches. Mm. So you can analyze every time the teams have been in this situation, and you can say, by the numbers, you should go for it on fourth and one from your own 40 mm-hmm. because you're successful this percentage amount of times. If you punt, this happens this percentage of times. But it's a percentage. So it can be the right decision in terms of which decision has worked out most often. But if it doesn't work for you, yeah. you look bad. Right. You, you have to run the – you have to make this decision like 10 times. So then you can prove, look, it worked eight times. And we scored a bunch more points because of it. And, you know, that overbalanced the bad stuff that we gave up by not making it those two times. But that's not how it works. Nobody's nobody's looking no. at that. When you go for a fourth and one from your 40 and you don't make it, you look like an idiot coach. And coaches no. know that. Yeah. It's so it's hard for them to embrace this. Uh-huh. You kind of have to fully embrace it, like kind of like Doug Peterson. Well, I, yeah, I, but I think, I think in that particular instance, you know, I, I get it. You're thinking, well, you have to make a stop, which is true, but. You know, yep. you got to make a stop if you don't make it. Yeah. So. Yeah, just not part a, of the field. Yeah. So back to the Vikings before we wrap this up right. and get to 
fans' questions. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know if we're going to have a whole lot more guests this year with the way it's been a hard go. Everybody's been sent home. It's not easy for us, uh, and it, so maybe we'll see what happens. Maybe but. our um, maybe our listeners need to tell us whether that's good or bad. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard any complaints. No, I haven't either. So I haven't gotten any email complaints. But it has been. We 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 do actually, like those interviews. Oh yeah, we do because it gives us a chance to interact with players that we haven't been able to. Or, this, this or talk to Mike Greenberg. Or Mike Greenberg. Yeah, yeah. So well, the, you know what? Well, I have to think about it. We'll have to figure it. We'll have to figure it out. But the, the problem that we've had, in fairness to us, weird schedules. Very weird schedule, and there's no. You know, one of the things that happens is when we miss is the face-to-face contact, right. that everyday stuff. It's so much easier just to walk by their locker and say, hey, do you yeah. think that you could do this for 10 minutes? And even if they kind of go, well, you know, well, we can do it right now if you want. Well, okay, if you want to do it right now. Or we we can do it after you lift. Yeah, so, so, so true. Hopefully next year we'll have more consistent luck with yeah. that. Well, maybe when we're in the playoffs we'll we'll mandate something. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we can we'll, just get like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. To just get Tom Brady. He probably owes us. <laughs> owes us, you and me. <laughs> um, yeah. So one more thing. At the, the end th- of the day, you do. One more thing on the Vikings. All right. Do you realize that they drafted fifteen players this past year? Fifteen. They had that many picks. Well, they got a bunch of picks in the Stephon Diggs trade. They made a tr- one trade down. They got them some extra picks. So what round did they pick the most in? Well, they picked two first rounders. Uh, cornerback Jeff Gladney and then Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I don't think in that order. I think Jefferson was first. Mm-hmm. They picked a couple. They picked a a guard, Ezra Cleveland, who's starting for them. He ha- he's actually a tackle in the draft, but they're playing him at guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a cornerback, Cameron Dantzler, in the third round. Um, somebody else I'm, I think I'm – So at. they picked 15 and all 15 made the no, team? No, not all 15, but a lot of them did. Oh, okay. So they've got – this is my this is the point I'm getting to. They've got at least five rookies starting. The guard, Ezra Cleveland – the wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, um, two corners that I just mentioned, and a fourth-round linebacker named Troy Dye. And then with the them trading away Yannick Ngakwe. Is that how you pronounce that? I'll go with it. I'll, you know, I'll, let, you know, I'll let you know when I see the flip card in the pronunciations. <laughs> you know, they tra- well, they traded him away, so you won't see it this okay. week. They traded for him and then traded him away when mm. they were like mm. one and five. Um, so you get guy, two more guys they drafted in the fourth round, DJ Wanham. And James Lynch, those guys are playing. So, in particular, what I, I, I have to say, I, I do want to let everyone know, you're doing these names off the top of your head. You're not looking down at anything. Every week for um, whatever opponent we're playing, I write one scouting report mm. and one game preview, which involves so they're both very long. You. They're both very long, and they're both very detailed. And See, I, I go through all of this. It takes me – I start on Monday. I start reading um, what we call clips – of the opposing team, and Minnesota. Minis- you should have done that with air quotes. What we call clips. Clips. Um, and Minnesota. Holy smokes! They have like unbelievable amount of. They have more newspapers up there than I think anywhere. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, the Herald Tribune, right? Yeah, I mean, there's the Pioneer. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, there's a lot. But anyways, um, I start on Mondays where I start looking into the opposing team, but I really don't key on specific players until probably when the once the flip card comes out, then I start studying that. Well, I have to start earlier in the week, so mm-hmm. I'm looking at numbers a lot. I'm looking at next-gen stuff, trying to find good notes. And so you learn a lot about some of these guys. And, and uh, what I wanted to key on in particular in all these rookies is that they are starting both they're, – they're both their corner starting quarters are rookies. And one was a first-round pick, and one was a third-round pick, and some they're invested highly in them, but rookie corners – you, you know, it seems vulnerable to me. And yeah. their their pass defense is, is 26th in the league. They have been – both those guys have, have gotten better. They were – I mean, they were exposed a little bit early on. Mike Hughes got hurt, another one of their veterans. But what they did – these are the names you would think of when you think of Vikings quarterbacks of recent vintage. Trey Waynes, Alexander McKenzie, Xavier Rhodes. They got rid of all those guys in the offseason. All of them are gone. Okay, so now pretty much all of their cornerbacks are these young guys. Mm-hmm. They drafted another one. He's not playing a lot, but he's on the roster. Um, and they also have a brand new – I mean, here's here's you who you would normally think of on the Vikings front. Daniil Hunter, he's been out all year with a neck injury. Linval Joseph, they didn't resign him. They might have even cut him. Um, Everson Griffin, he left. 
They didn't resign him, and you, I guarantee you, you won't recognize any of the four names on the on the Vikings mm. front line starting depth chart. I didn't recognize them. I can't even think of them right now. Maybe like Jaleel Jones or something like that. They're not playing terribly, but all that changeover, and then they've had Anthony Barr out since week two. He's their great linebacker. And so, Eric would you call this a week. rebuilding year, or just retool? it's supposed to be? And they're okay. they're run a lot of their defensive defensive numbers are, are bad, like twenty six ranked in this and then that. But they're winning games. Well, they're doing fantastic in situational football. They're like mm. one of the best red zone defenses, and they're one of the best third down defenses. So, you're probably going to need to hit them with some big plays. Good, good things to. Uh, to if, be good at if you're yeah absolutely and it <laughs> helps you win for sure but if you're giving up some of the most passing yards in the league but also doing great on third downs that tells me you're giving up some big plays mm. and so the bucks are going to need some big plays bucks need, need some chunk plays. so what you're saying what the bucks need to do is we need to stop the run and then exploit the uh the cornerback i would hope now that's that's the game plan i have not i'm not going to sit here and say i know that those young corners are vulnerable because i have not really watched well, you got to test watch them play yeah you got to test them. so they could be doing great and from what i read they both have gotten better as the season's gone on so i'm not in any way trying to say their corners are a weakness no but if you're putting two rookie corners out there as starters, it's got to make you at least a little bit nervous, right? Sure. It's like last, players, last year with our young guys. Yeah, I mean, and, and it took them a while. Mm-hmm. So maybe these guys are doing the same thing. But it is the month of December, and this is it. <laughs> you love to say that. It's true. You like to talk about months. It's true. But us. It, four quarters, I totally believe it. We did not play well yeah. in the third quarter, and I'm talking about the month of November. Right, we did not play well. Season. Uh, I think we had opportunities to win and we missed them. And, and I think that I think that's probably more frustrating than oh. anything else is that you can see how good this team can yeah. be. And we can still be. Sure. I, I, I expect it. I expect us to be hot in the month of December. I really want our best player on offense, at least in this month, to be Ronald Jones. Because mm-hmm. if Ronald Jones gets the ball 20 times a game and is putting up big numbers, we're going to win. Because imagine that. And now you got Tom Brady all these other options opening up for him with all these great pass catchers we have. And I still think we haven't really hit our stride on offense yet. I, I totally agree. I, uh, and if our, our, if our defense could play like they played at the end of last season and the, the beginning of this season, more consistently, we can pull it it's all just together. Has, it's been gotta, a consistency issue. Yeah. Got to pull it all together and yep. hopefully coming off the bye, you're going to feel good about it. I do. So, I mean, there, right. there you go. Well, do you want to get to the questions? Sure. Fans questions. I like it. I've read this one, and I don't think it's actually a question, but it's nice, so I'll go ahead and read it. It's Uh not really a question. Maybe it'll spark some conversation. All right. Hi, team. Hi. This is from somebody uh, uh, in London named David. Just wanted to say I'm a new listener, and I'm really happy I found you. You guys, are, that's great, isn't it? How did you find us? Well, he'll have to email back. Well, again. That's why Maybe I'm he's asking. Maybe one of these clubs. Maybe he's Man, one of these. That's places. why I'm asking. How did you find us? Okay. Tell your friends. You guys are so great to listen to. As a Brit who has a limited understanding of the game, I find your thoughts really helpful to understand the more complex elements of the game. He's probably talking to me on that one. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I don't think it's you. No. You're also very funny. That, 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 That'd be me. That'd be me. <laughs> and I love that you're able to stay positive and focused even when the Bucks lose. Years, years of practice, I guess. Sure. That's, I don't love that line, but it's fair. It is. We look, Well, because we know our audience. Our audience wants a glimmer of hope. They there want are, honesty. They want truth, but they also want a glimmer of hope. There's plenty of places you can go if you want to read bad stuff about the Bucks. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. And, and, and we, when we see something that's not right, we talk about it. We don't make it personal on people, but we talk about it and where it needs to be improved. But yeah. we also we also try to tell you that we see other things also. Mm-hmm. So the problem is the way the coverage works of a team, any team in mm-hmm. any sport, is whatever's freshest is what's being pounded home. So that's why all last after the last game we kept hearing about do the Bucks need to do more shifts in their <laughs> offense? Yes. And uh, don't get me started. <laughs> and and like that's what we're talking about right now because we just played a couple teams that shift a lot and we lost mm-hmm. and our offense you know bogged down on third downs and so it looks like. That's the difference. That's why we're not as good as those teams. Whereas nobody, nobody even thought to ask if we need to shift more. Whenever, I, whenever that first ten games, whenever that argument was about shifting, I always remember hearing defenses say when John Gruden was. You just stood there and watched. They exactly, and who stood there and watched was the defense would just stand there and watch as everybody moved around, and then they would once it, then they go, okay, this is the play. Yeah. So that I think that became more and more true as the years wore. Yes, on. 
Because you because you You've saw it, so it more. I, I remember sitting here in the press box, and John Gruden's a great offensive mind, so no we're not que- saying no anything. Question, no question. And, and we love John. So We do, and he's great to us. Uh, very much so. But I do remember sometimes sitting in the press box and watching as the fullback lines up in the slot and going, well, he's not going to stay there. They're going to shift him into the backfield. And then two seconds later, mm-hmm. they shift him into the backfield. Sure. And like you said, the other team yeah. knew that too, and they just kind of watched. Well, it's it's also, it's also it's like you said, what's the flavor of the week? What are, what are we going to all pile on? Now, now it, the Bucks do have shifts in their offense and guys in yeah. motion. And the, lots of times, the, probably the majority of the time, the reason for putting a guy in motion is trying to reveal if, if the defense is in man-to-man or zone. So if that guy is being followed by a specific guy, it's probably man. If the players all then shift over and nobody switches sides, it's probably zone. Not necessarily, but probably. Mm-hmm. And and that's an easy way to find. Everybody knows what. what why yeah, there's doing no that. there's no real secrets to and to defenses it. can disguise and make it look like they're zone when they're you know I mean mm-hmm. you know Todd Bowles is great at that. So anyway, um, all I was saying is that the focus of coverage on a team is very much based on what just happened the last week or two. So, you know, if after the green Bay came, I'm sure there was all kinds of great. Notes well, everybody, out. everyone, it's like Bruce Arians said the best thing you all wanted us to, you all wanted to hand us, you yeah. all wanted to hand us the Lombardi trophy. Yeah. Whew, that was a hard one. To say. <laughs> Which is true because after that game, because green Bay is really a good team and, you just smoked them on that day. They were, they, they weren't a good team. And and it, it looked like you had this great defense along with Tom Brady and, and all these offensive weapons. What could it looked like everything just came together right and then and did. there. And it, and it can. Yeah. But yeah. it's not always going to. No. Okay. So uh, anyway, that's our little t- side tangent. Well, rant. David's his name. David. He's, yeah. He seems very nice. Well, David, thank you. I went to the game in Tottenham last year, my first oh. Bucks game and loved it. Lucky dog. Even if the result was not so great, that was the Carolina game. Yeah, that was the Carolina, but what a great stadium. And, and David, that, that stadium is very much an NFL stadium. So if you don't ever go to another, well, if, if you went to Wembley, that, that would be a different feel for an NFL game. They the do locker games rooms are really cool. Right. But the stadium itself was definitely uh, an NFL-type stadium. Well, in any case, uh, I, we were discussing this before, and I think the point was you were saying that you thought the stadium was there before the neighborhood. Uh-huh. I think that's what he's discussing here. He says, by the way, referring to your discussion in the November 18 pod, Tottenham came before the ground. Uh-huh. Tottenham, the town district, was first described in 1086. <laughs> That's what I love about it. At you. first, I thought I was going to read 1806, but it's 1086. Yeah. So, a thousand years ago. <laughs> the Tottenham football soccer uh-huh. team has been around for 100 plus years. So, the town was there first. Sure. That's what I thought because it seemed like the stadium was kind of jammed in there. Like, you wouldn't do it that way if you were building up around a stadium. You would hope. You'd right? give it some space, first of all, so it'd be parking. I never saw any parking around that place. I don't know there is, there was a parking garage right next garage. to it. Yeah, there was. It was like a three-story parking garage because there was houses like ten feet away from it. Well, that's kind of like when you go to Foxborough, you drive through the neighborhood or, or Green or Bay. Rainbow, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's killing a lot of those people up there. Oh, that yeah. used to used to get all that parking revenue. Well, yeah, because they're buying all that. They're buying out all those houses, and they're making it all commercial property now. But the people that do have houses right near the stadium could charge for parking, mm-hmm. and then they don't have any fans, so they're losing that revenue. Well, there is that, right? You put them on the front yard. I started supporting the – this is David. I started supporting the Bucks back in 1984 as the first ever NFL town I visited. I decided then that this was my team. That's what another guy was oh, saying. So, right? Okay. Keep up the great work. Go Bucks, David. So, thanks, David. Yeah. It wasn't a question, but it gave us a discussion. And uh, you know what, David? Thank you for taking the time to, A, listen, and, B, let us know that you were listening. And be nice. Mm-hmm. He was very nice. Yes, I liked it. Hello. You're right. That, 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 that created conversation. Here's, here's another one from a Mark in Orlando. Um, hey, salty ones. I was wondering what you thought about Mike Evans' chance of getting to 1,000 yards again this year. I know he's playing great like always and has a ton of touchdowns and gets a lot of defensive attention and all that, so maybe that doesn't even matter. But I'm curious about it. I'm not sure exactly where he's at, but my impression is that he usually has more yards at this point in the season. Do you think that record matters to him? And would the Bucks try to make a point to help him get there? Thanks for any sh- insight you can share on this. Oh, I, I think it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be hard because there's only four games left. And what do you have to have, what, 100 yards a game? I'll give you the numbers in a minute. Okay, but I'm thinking – well, off the t- – I'm, I'm thinking – That's pretty close. It's going to be hard. Um, 
because and the question will be if he remains healthy, which which I think we, I think he's I think he's in in good health right now. So I I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be really tight. I, I I'm not sure if he'll get it. Well, and and, I, and you know what, Mike's the kind of guy that if you win, he doesn't care whether he gets it or not. Well, that's uh, so. I'm going to start at the end. He said, "Do you think that record matters to him?" And would the Bucks try to make a point to help him get there? Okay. I think it matters to him. So sure. what it is, if anybody doesn't know, is Mike has had a thousand yards in every one of his the first six seasons of his career, and he and Randy Moss, who he was his favorite player growing up, are the only two to have done that. And then Randy Moss did not get a thousand yards in his seventh season, probably due to injury. And so that means Mike, if he can get to a thousand, would be the only one in NFL history to do that. Of course, that matters to me. Sure, you want to be in the record book. Yeah, and and I mean it's a pretty impressive accomplishment. You want to beat your hero. But if this is what you just said, I don't think it matters to him nearly as much as the Bucks making the playoffs. Yeah. So if you gave him the choice, get to 1,000 yards or make the playoffs, he's taking the playoffs 10 out of 10 times, right? That's what I believe. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we, we can't look into the soul of another player, but I think uh, so. Yeah, and and didn't he have that one crazy stat where he had one yard in it with a touchdown, wasn't it? Well, yeah, he had a game this year where – he had two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. Two do- yeah, okay, that's what it was. Been Denver. Yeah, and and you look at that and you would think, well, geez, it would have to be more than that. But he's yeah. had a couple games like that, and that's why he's only had six hundred thirteen yards. Mm-hmm. And um, that means he needs roughly. You were almost right on. He needs about ninety seven per per game. Really, and that's higher than his obviously average this year, but also his career average. But last year he averaged, I think, around ninety or ninety two. So it's not. A, he needs one really big game. And I will say this: if he's close. I think Tom Brady's the kind of guy. Okay, let me put it this way. I'm going to back it up. I think that if he's close to breaking the record, and the Bucks have have um, solidified a playoff position, that they would that they would try to get it get him over. Uh, I guess I would agree. If he's close, like I, 110 yards. I don't expect them to make any special efforts to get him yards in the next couple. Of games. Oh no, it's no, only no, if you're going no. into the last week. Okay. And he's 89 away or something. And you have you already have the you, playoff spot clinch. Yep. yep. You probably you can't change your seat. You're, you're locked not, into five you, or six yeah, or something. Everything's everything's settled. In that case, I could see them calling more plays for him, but it's going a, to a be a shot. It's it's way, way, way below priorities. Oh, in, yeah. In no, winning the no, games. no. Right. And he right, knows that. And he would sure. he would feel the same way. Right now, I he I'm telling you, and you told me, he would much rather be in the playoffs. Even though the record means something personally, but you know, I mean, he's how many years has he been now? Six years. This, this is, is seventh, seventh year. Seventh year, and he hasn't been to the playoffs. Levante David, yeah, right. nine years, hasn't been to the playoffs. Right. They want to go to the playoffs yeah, for sure. Mike's numbers right now, if he continues on the way he is, he's going to have Hall of Fame numbers. No. What he needs is yep. for his own personal career benefit and, sure. and, and for a hall of fame well, yeah, you, you need some playoff stuff everybody likes to have a record so i mean he's got already got all of our records mm-hmm. guys the guy's numbers are insane but yeah we'll, um we'll wait and see okay we'll, we'll one keep more a tally on that hey fellas just wondering this is from kevin l he didn't tell me where he's from right. just wondering where your confidence you've talked about this a little bit already just wondering where your confidence level is with these four games left in the playoff race I seem to waver back and forth one day to the next. <laughs> seven and five isn't great when you were seven and three, but it's not exactly a bad spot to be in either. I'd rather be us than the Cardinals right now. What do you think? Should I feel good right now or should I be worried? That's kind of a dumb question, I guess, because I'm a Bucks fan, so I'm always going to be worried. Thanks, and go Bucks. Well, I don't think it's a dumb question. I think it's legitimate how you should feel about it. it just depends, you know, seven and five. You're right. You should feel good about seven and five. Now, you don't feel good about how you got to seven right, and that's, five that's because it. you lost two in a row. However, it is seven and five. So you would feel a little bit better if you won two in a row to get you to seven and five. If exactly. you were that's five why, and five and that's why Minnesota probably feels as good as we sure. do being, even though they're a game behind us because they've gotten there by getting hot. But I think you, I think what you're going to have to do, what was his name? Kevin? Mm-hmm. I think what you're, what you need to do is don't worry about the other three weeks. Just focus on Minnesota well, and you're, you're going to be up and down all week <laughs> until that game starts to be played. Yeah, that's true. And also, I would be able to answer this question better after the next game because the Bucks didn't go into the bye week particularly hot. They had issues. Mm. They didn't. I mean, it was two three-point games. The first time they lost two in a row this year. 
and also two three-point games against two teams that are in first place. So it's they're not embarrassing losses by any, but it, they're, they're, there were problems. Sure, I mean, it certainly no, didn't look like the same team that that killed Green Bay or you know killed you, Carolina. You did not play your best ball, and so you, wh- wh- what it is is coming out of this. Do you feel like that's the are the Bucks going to come out of this in the same groove or lack thereof that they were going in, or are they going to come out of the bye week with this final stretch? with problems resolved and, and catch fire. Which one do you think is going to happen? I have a feeling we're going we're gonna to catch fire a little bit, but we'll know a lot better after the Minnesota game. I, I agree. I, I, I will be disappointed if we don't, but I just, I just think that if, if this team is what I think it is, um, get ready. We're going to have a fun ride. If the Bucks come out and play the same, with the same issues that they had in their last two games, then I'm worried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we have a nice, solid game, but I, but I will also say this. This game against Minnesota can mean a lot, but you're still you're still in it if this is not your game. You I, just put more pressure on yourself. But you want this game. I know that. I'm I'm just saying how I will feel. Yeah. I I can do the math and tell you you're still sure. you're still got well, a great shot. Well, you're mathematical guy and a guy. You still got a great shot even if you lose to Minnesota. Not as good. No. But it, it but you reduces don't, your margin of error. Well, you're coming a off a bye. You're coming off of two losses. This is a game you want to prove to yourself, period. And start fast. And start fast. Start fast. That's well, I mean. uh, let's just say this. Just finish with more points than they do. Uh, so that's where I'm <laughs> like going with idea. this. Yeah, right. it's a new concept. You know, that's a, that's a very big – that's, That's a very good point of wisdom. That right is, there, Jeff. It that, might be where we should end this. Listen, I am going to put that on tape, and they're going to play that in the locker room. I thought room. you were, were going to say you were going to put it on T-shirts. Oh, well, we could do that, too. So what was it? Finish with more points than them? Yeah. You like that, huh? That's a, it's a great idea. Okay. Tell Coach. All right, I will. Are you got anything else? You're good? All right. Before we go, I do have to say this. It's about 54 <laughs> degrees here, and uh, it feels like 50 and it's cold, and I have a hoodie on as we're doing this, and Scott is sitting in a buck polo, happy as a lark. And I, I was at practice today, I, and everybody had their big, thick jackets on and hats. Do you don't think it's cold in this booth? No, in this booth? Yeah. Are you crazy? It's not cold at all. I, I didn't have my hoodie on, and then when the sun started going down, I went, oh, it's getting cold in here. I better put a hoodie on. I don't know how you can call this booth cold. Wow. I'll give you it's cold outside now, but at practice when you're in the sun. But I'm giving you props because you're just where where you are. I'm St. Louis tough. You are a manly man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Since you did. Thanks for listening.